0: Hello, and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, Week 13. Who says we can't eat for two? Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor of Parents Magazine, and with me today is...
1: Mindy Walker, Executive Editor of Fit Pregnancy and Baby, and Julia Dennison, Managing Editor of Parents Digital. And Julia is a very special guest
0: (laughs) because unlike Mindy and me, she is very recently through week 13, right? right? It was two weeks ago for me. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) It's a very vivid memory. So week 13, for many of you, hopefully including Julia, (laughs) the fog of the first trimester is finally lifting. You're probably starting to feel a little bit like your old self again, right? Minus the constant nausea, the irksome food aversions, but out with the old and in with the new. And with the start of the second trimester also comes, and I remember this so well, (laughs) extreme (laughs) hunger. Just this like gnawing in the pit of your stomach. There's there's never really been anything like it since. Mm. It sometimes feels like your body and your baby are kind of making up for everything you missed out on if you were nauseated or, or you know, couldn't stand the sight of certain foods in the first trimester. So you probably right now feel a little bit like you're eating for two or more. But are you? We're not so sure about that. But before we get into the debates, let's start by talking about our favorite topic. <laughs> How big is your baby This week. So, anybody want to volunteer a fruit or a
1: vegetable? The fruit of choice, I think, for week 13 would be a small peach, which is exciting because I think the previous weeks have been quite a bit smaller. So, um, a peach actually feels quite substantial.
0: Yeah. Mindy, got anything for us?
1: A beautiful rose
2: blossom. You know, it's a nice big bud. So we're kind of lovely. going things I like
0: that. <laughs> yes. I feel like there should be like violins playing in the background. That's right. um, I'm all about the coffee, so I, I would equate it with an espresso cup. <laughs> so if you want more details on what's going on with your baby this week, beyond size, but all the growth and development, be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancy daily, and we'll give you the scoop. So, who says you can't eat for two? You probably equated pregnancy with eating for two since long before you actually became pregnant, right? It's practically a given, it's a cliche, it's a joke everyone talks about. You know, it's the classic movie image the woman pregnant, you know, stuffing her face with ice cream or pickles or something like that. So, pregnancy is open season, you get to just pig out. Well, I am here to say that that's a bloody lie. Um, Indeed. (laughs) That's for (laughs) sure. (laughs) You could probably agree. So we're not saying you have to diet and obsess about every calorie that you put in your mouth, but it's really not nine months to just eat whenever you want. You know, if you think about how some of your favorite celebrities have handled this, Kristen Cavallari, she told Fit Pregnancy, our magazine, our website, that she would be prioritizing clean eating during her pregnancies. And indeed, like, she looked fantastic, right, mm-hmm. all the way through. But then you got to love someone like uh, Jessa Duggar, who gave into to her Arby's craving, those, those sandwiches and such. You might feel like you have license to eat because you know that you're growing that baby in there. And you're supposed to gain weight, right? So how much weight, Mindy, like how you fit pregnancy and baby, you guys spend all day thinking about this. How much we weight do. should you, you gain? Know,
2: really, like in the first trimester, you need to gain like one to five pounds. Oh, so that's not much. It's not much. So it, most of it comes at the
0: end. You know, I think you're... I gained that last
2: weekend. <laughs> no, right? But, you know, if you think about a baby, you know, weighs eight or nine pounds, you've got some placenta different... and then the weight that you put on. But you're looking at more 25, 25 to 30 pounds.
0: Total. And that's assuming you started pregnancy at a healthy weight, right? So you might be on an even tighter leash if you were overweight or obese when you started pregnancy, as lots and lots of women these days are, right? Mm -hmm. So from week 14 on, almost a pound a week maybe Mm -hmm. is what we're looking at. So that is really not that many extra calories. Julia, you you have a pained expression on your face right now. (laughs) How many extra calories
1: is that a day? Well, 300 apparently. But um, that's kind of you know, not that much. It's like a Snickers bar. Yeah, it's yeah, it can go by really quickly, especially if I sort of have been treating myself to a bowl of ice cream every night. You could blow
0: your whole daily allowance of extra calories on a single candy bar, or you could kind of pace it out
1: and eat some stuff that's a little better for you and your baby. That's also really hard, too, because like I'm in the habit of eating the way I used to eat before I was pregnant. So three times a day, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and they always say you should be eating smaller meals to try and get in those calories throughout the day, like six small meals. But um, when you're working and stuff, it's kind of hard to fit those in. So it's always easier just to kind of cram in those extra 300 calories with a bowl of ice cream at the end of the day. Well, it does have Sadly. calcium, right? Right? That's yeah. what I tell myself anyway. But don't you feel like right now you're trying
2: to eat healthier because you know you're growing this baby? I felt like when I was pregnant, at least in the beginning, you know, you thought everything that I'm eating, this baby is having. And I actually felt like felt healthier at week 13 than I did before I was even pregnant just because there was a good reason to choose the healthier option I'm not saying I never had the Snickers bar cuz I certainly did
1: but, yeah. you know, I ate more greens, I ate more vegetables. Okay. So the problem with my first trimester is I didn't so much have the cravings, but I had the food aversions. And my food aversions were all things that were completely healthy for me. So salads, roasted vegetables, things I used to have every single day, I didn't even want to look at them. I had some mild nausea throughout my, my first trimester. I found that that lifted, but the food aversions haven't 100% gone away. Mm-hmm. So I before when I was sort of trying to conceive and everything, I was all like, I'm going to have the health, especially working on the fitpregnancy.com, I was thinking I'm going to have the healthiest pregnancy. Like I'm just going to eat lentils and I'm going to eat kale. And that's going to be every day. And then have my like mackerel because that's the best source of omega-3 but um the first trimester can hit you and you just don't can't predict how you're gonna feel so i've been trying to like work myself back into the healthier foods by kind of incorporate i'll have salads with like pasta in the salad oh, right like a bean salad or pasta salad <laughs> yeah that's great so, or a lentil kale and mackerel salad that <laughs> some delicious. mac and cheese underneath it yeah
0: That I can do. I was lucky with one of my kids. I craved salads. And then with the other one, bizarrely, I craved steak Mm. all the time. It was an expensive pregnancy. (laughs) Blake Lively, she used to demand pumpkin ice cream and small batch pickles, Mm. not just any pickles for for our Blake Lively, but small batch pickles. Oh, of course,
1: Kelly Roland craved cherry pie. What are you craving these days, Julia? To be honest, it's been pizza, just like nonstop. And the thing I'll do is I'll get the spinach pizza, so then it's piled on with spinach. So I just feel like I'm getting a little bit of nutrition in there as well as satisfying my craving.
0: Hey, you know you've got many, many companions right there with you because we recently did that survey. Remember mm-hmm. Mindy? And yes. we found that that's like the number one food that pregnant women are eating oh, is hey. pizza. They,
1: well, that's good news. Yes. Yeah, ah, that's right.
0: So there was a study recently that found that too many American women are gaining too much weight in pregnancy.
2: A lot of it's portions in that you can really have that ice cream or you can have the pizza. It's just that we often just are faced with so many big portions when really in pregnancy, you kind of... I never tried to think of like, I need to get my calories in today. I always just tried to think of of just just eat healthy, do your best you can.
0: I think if I were pregnant right now, there are so many amazing technological things that, that you could be using to track what you're eating and how much calcium you're getting. I mean I'm a fan of MyFitnessPal the app because you can scan the the ingredients and it'll measure everything and tell you how many calories you've taken in and you know sure a lot of people use it for weight loss but you could also just use it to kind of keep track of oh did I get enough mm-hmm. calcium today did I have too much sugar today you know did I have enough calories too many calories I think also just the the liquid calories are a real problem for Americans people can drink a lot of calories in the form of soda and even smoothies. You know, like there's some smoothies that are really milkshakes. So if you're having a smoothie and you think it's so healthy, maybe, you know, check those calories.
2: Because the research really does show that those calories don't satisfy you the way, like the the same amount of calories Mm. in food. You know, it really, it's not, your body doesn't register it. Right. It's all like that. Whole grains, Mm a little bit of protein. I really focus on folic acid and folate. I was very nervous about that. You know, the Preventing That's for spinach, the the spinach spinach yeah go. Right? and the lentils and the lentils, and you then know? I need to start eating yeah. mm-hmm. strawberries, so you know, I try to just think, just eat something that has folate in it today, and you can't go wrong, you know, like and then maybe everything else will fall into place, right, of course, are you probably taking a prenatal vitamin right,
1: I sort of feel like because I'm taking my prenatal vitamins vitamins, I have that kind of base layer. But yes, like what you were saying before, Dana, for whatever reason, at this stage of my pregnancy was when all of a sudden I was just so hungry, but also hungry in the middle of the night, too, which, you know, I'd never had before. i have never been a midnight snacker. But um, I've had had a few times where I've had to kind of pad out to the kitchen and like, you know, read the cupboards a little bit because you wake up just completely famished. And I've heard some people say that you should keep some snacks next to your bed because that kind of minimizes the getting up and everything. And it is definitely a hunger that I had never experienced before.
0: I began eating two breathes breakfasts when mm-hmm. I was pregnant, and it took me literally years to break the habit of eating two breakfasts. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I can still eat you. two breakfasts. So it's great. Right. This is a, you know, a universal topic and such an interesting one. And we'd love to hear from you about whether you're watching your weight during pregnancy, or is this just the time when you give yourself license to eat everything or somewhere in between? So tweet us the details at Parents Magazine and use the hashtag PregnancyConfidential. If you are feeling absolutely exhausted right now, you're not alone. And this week's Relax You've Got This is about sleep, or lack thereof. Even now, before you're really sporting a serious bump, you're probably really tired, right? Now, everybody says that when you go into your second trimester, the first trimester fatigue, that just crushing fatigue that you feel is finally starting to dissipate. And you're also going to be peeing less because of where your uterus is in your body it's kind of moving up out of your pelvis and into your abdomen of course that's going to have effects on how much you can eat so you know you f- might find that you get full really quickly when you eat but that that movement of your uterus is relieving some of the pressure on your bladder so you might still have to get up in the middle of the night but maybe not quite as many times mm-hmm. as you did in the beginning or as you will have to when you are further along But according to the National Sleep Foundation, 78 percent of women report disturbed sleep during pregnancy. That is far more than at any other time in women's lives. So I don't know if, Julia, you're experiencing any of the problems yet or, Mindy, if you can remember what happened in the second trimester
2: that was upsetting your sleep. It was kind of nice to be really tired at the first trimester because then you had no trouble sleeping. You just came home from work, had dinner, and then went to sleep. And you're like, wow, it's great. And then then that does wear off. You're not going to be that fatigued again. And so then those worries for me would start to creep in more. And that would be my... Like psychological. Psychological about there. like, oh, my gosh, I can see on my phone how many days left I have left to be pregnant. So a lot of that was what I had in the second trimester. Oh, about, yeah. What about you, 100%. Julia?
1: Also having your phone next to your bed so you can check that app at 4 in the morning is sometimes not a great place. <laughs> you know, what I've had is early morning insomnia, which I've heard other people have in pregnancy. So I will go to bed totally on time, completely exhausted, and then I'll wake up at four in the morning and I can't get back to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. 4 a.m. is a really bad hour to be awake. It's so annoying. I eventually get back to sleep, but it'll be like getting back to sleep at like six in the morning and then I have like just an hour to sleep, you know? And so it's like, what's the point? So there are other physical things that a lot of women complain of. Heartburn is a big one. Mm Elevating
2: your head a little bit can help. I found I couldn't eat right before I went to bed at night. I would notice it. I had to really eat a little bit earlier or else I would get the heartburn. Right. So like at least two
0: hours probably Mm -hmm. before bedtime and elevate your head a little and avoid spicy foods if you tend to like spicy foods. Have them for lunch. Mm-hmm. You're going to become really good friends with your pillow, P- pillows, I should say, plural pillows because you need to wrangle every spare pillow in the house and position them around you strategically, perhaps under your knees, between your knees, you know, an extra pillow behind your head
2: because it's just going to get hard to get comfortable. You need
0: a little pillow for that bump.
2: I was a back sleeper and I I still love sleeping on my back. And I would get very stressed out about that because further on in pregnancy, you know, at the end of your second trimester, they really say you should try to start sleeping on your sides. Right. That's that vena cava thing that there's that Mm -hmm. big blood vessel Mm -hmm. that feeds the baby. Right. And if you're on your back, you're kind of like cutting it off or, you know, making it harder for it to do its job. But
0: the thing I've always thought about that is like, uh, hello, haven't these gazillions of years of evolution programmed us to just turn over? If the, you know, if the baby's not getting enough blood, because I remember I used to really worry about that Mm -hmm. with my first pregnancy, like, "Uh oh, I got to move. I got to move myself over. I can't lay on my back. But you know, when you're asleep, you just sort of sort it out and, and everything's OK.
2: <laughs> My doctor was really relaxed about it. She said, if you wake up like that, it's OK. And if you even if you go to sleep like that, it's OK. So it made me feel, for all of you back
1: sleepers out there, don't stress out. <laughs> they say that lying on your left-hand side is the best mm-hmm. position for yourself and also for baby. You can use a pillow. Like, you can yeah. roll over on your left side, kind of tuck
0: a pillow long mm-hmm. ways okay. against your back, and that will help keep you in place. So that's it for Pregnancy Confidential this episode. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Zach Dinerstein. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, please tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a comment because it helps other people discover our show and it gives us your feedback. Unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. So if you want a sneak peek of what the weeks ahead hold for you,
1: listen right now.